Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Masting Kit Podcast. I'm your host, Masting Kip, and I am the creator of Functional Life Coaching, where we discover the root cause emotional blocks that are holding you back from success. And I'm also the creator of Trauma Hacking, helping you turning your nervous system into your ally, and the best-selling author of the book, Claim Your Power, and also a trauma survivor advocate. And this podcast is from my heart to yours. I'm going to share with you all kinds of different things, uh, different coaching uh, experiences that I've had with people, um, different parts of my life, maybe an excerpt from a seminar, different interviews with friends and thought leaders, all about how to get unstuck, how to hack your nervous system, how to turn your nervous system into your ally and really get the edge so that you can really live your dreams, uh, live your purpose, and most importantly, pay it forward. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter, helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at mastinkip.com. Tell us which episode it was and about what time, uh, the breakthrough was in the episode so that we can really know because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that. And my team loves hearing that too. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mass and Kip podcast. Hello, hello, hello. What is your question? How can I help? Um, well, I joined in late and I'm very new to you. I got the books. So I have a coaching business. <laughs> I'm new to you. I got the books. All right. What's up? But I have so this is let's, get, let's get down to business. Let's do it. <laughs> um, I started my business back in 2019, like mm-hmm. at the end of the year, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had, I, so I have a lot of trauma growing up that I never dealt with. So in a way, it helped me through my early 20s sure, yeah. become the person that I am today. I moved out from my country, came to the U.S. by myself. I put myself wow. through college. I worked wow. three, four jobs, didn't speak the language. Wow. I wow. did a beautiful career on my own. So wow. I kind of use all those trauma to put me forward. Nice. And it was good. It served me, but it got to a point in my career that I had like a really demanding job, like in marketing. And I started getting panic attacks. Makes sense. And I was the kind of person that will be there the first one and the last one to leave. Yeah. So you work hard. Very work hard. But then... Once I started getting panic attacks, I went to therapy and I started like learning a lot about myself and pretty much I only wanted the, the praise. I wanted the sure. next promotion, the next promotion. So in a way, it left me so unfulfilled. Like even though I love what I was doing, it was never enough for me because I wanted just to keep climbing and climbing, yeah. which it let me, it drained me. I was what? so unhappy. It sounds, it sounds like you're, you're really hungry for success. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's not necessarily a bad thing, just so you know. Yes, but I just want so to be very clear about that. 
Hard forward. work and hunger is not bad. And there is a thing called balance. So but I just want to make the way you're talking about it. It sounds like you're like, I just want to make sure are you pathologizing or making wrong the fact that you wanted more? No, I like that. Okay. When I go okay, back. Good. Okay, good. Just, just making it's sure. That's not how I am right now. <laughs> well, the way that you've wanted more is different. You can want more in a different way. Right. But I just want to make sure that we're not saying in the context of what you're sharing that like the fact that you want more or that you want to keep growing is a negative thing. Okay. Yes. I feel like it was okay, cool. good. It was good. And I love that about me. Yes. But it wasn't, like you said, balance. I wasn't, I okay. didn't have the tools to really like put my priorities, put myself as a priority, or like perhaps a hunger wasn't really coming from a place that this is what I want. I wanted the praise. I just that didn't know at the end at the moment, but now I do. So it got to a point that I ended up having, I call it that I draw this to myself, like concussions. I had like three concussions wow. in less than a year. Wow. Um, I became a mom. I changed jobs. Like my whole life changed. I moved to a different city. I was so happy. I'm, I didn't want to work anymore. I wanted just to be a stay-home mom. <laughs> makes and, sense. So the polar and, opposite of what you were doing. Yes. As yeah, soon as sense. I have my baby and everything and this new job that I got because I moved to a different city, I hate it. So I hate it so much. That I was like, I don't, it's not worth it for me to leave my baby in this yeah, job sure. that doesn't give me the flexibility. I'm not happy. There's nothing so, like a child to help you get clear on your priorities. That is. For oh sure. my God. It changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I ended up having three concussions, which in a way I was like, yes, I can stay home. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Makes sense. So I stay in that mode, but honestly, it really like changed my life. I couldn't do any work. I couldn't see the light of the day. I couldn't take care of my child. So it was like completely opposite. But within that trauma, I was able to dive into spirituality. So I started meditating. Pretty much that's all I could do because I couldn't do anything. So uh, it was a very healing period. Um, And then I had like a little palsy on my face. I came across face yoga and I was meditating and I was doing everything on my own. So it was a beautiful period. And then I became a teacher, a yoga teacher. And I said, whatever this is, is, I am going to make this a business. So fast forward six months. I opened up my business and I had no idea what I was going to do, but I started doing events, bringing women together, um, doing nice. like face yoga, like, and things were good. I'm like, oh my God, this is great. This is what I want to do. I ventured to New York City, doing events, partnered with big brands. Everything was good. And then COVID came. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what sure, do yeah. I do? Yeah. Um, so I moved clients online and I started doing my first coaching clients and I was doing good. Like first client was $300. $500. And then like within the seven client was charging like $2,500. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. Amazing. Uh, yeah. But then my marriage went downhill and then I got into mm-hmm. a divorce. So mm-hmm. from September, 2020, I started taking clients because I was going through so much. September, 2020, you said you stopped taking clients? Um, huh. November. Yeah. November. So exactly like so about a year, like, a little over a year. And why does that bring up emotion for you? Because it's been like such a hard year. Because he, my husband always put me down because I was making so much money in my career and he never supported what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was so happy coaching. Like I was finally like my calling, like I'm helping clients and you know, it, this is amazing. Yeah. And my business pretty much was one of the reasons why 
he said that he didn't want to know nothing about me. He's like, I don't understand your meditation. I don't, you change completely. This is not the person that I marry. Your business is just nothing. It's just like a hobby. Like you were making so much money and here I am trying to front all the bills where like you recover while you're fine. Like, no. All the, yeah, so, so you're fine. saying that you changed the rules. Yeah. And by the way, so let's pause, let's pause for a second. So is it okay for somebody to change the rules in a relationship? Yes. That's right. It is. So, but let's acknowledge that you changed it. And mm-hmm. let's also acknowledge that that's not a bad thing. Yes. And, but when you change the rules with somebody who's your person like that, it has an impact on them. Mm-hmm. Right. And most people are not, don't come with like a skill set of how to share the impact of something on them in a like thought through way. It becomes very reactive and very hurtful, right? Which is normal and stuff like that because it's scary and painful and all the things, right? So, but let's just look at for a second what's happening. You're becoming more yourself. Yes. And as you become more yourself, you're changing the rules of people around you. And the problem is not that you're changing the rules. <clears throat> the problem is knowing how to change the rules in a way that is elicits support versus um, eliciting um, rejection, number one, and being very honest with a relational inventory to understand as I'm stepping into this new version of myself, what people fit that model because not everyone can go with you. Does that make sense? And it's really hard when the other person's not here, when someone says, well, he did this and he did that. That's through your lens, which is not seeing him really accurately. Does that make sense? You're seeing him through your lens. Absolutely. Um, But what's clear is that as you become more yourself, um, it seems like there's the reason why I think you got emotional is because you sort of equate that with being alone. Is that true? Yeah, like like what it hurts is, you know, I definitely feel like we were together for 12 years. Like I love when you're married. That's a significant amount of time. Yeah. And obviously, it's expected that we're going to grow. And and like you said, like I was becoming more myself, more happy. And he and his family didn't like the person that I was becoming. So I think, you know, it's normal to grow. But, you know, we definitely grew apart. Yeah, and that makes sense. And again, it's it's hard to know whether what you're saying is accurate, because if he were here, he might be, he could say lots of things, right? But what for sure we can say is the way that you were becoming yourself is a, something that he did not have a skill set to know how to engage with. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the most accurate way to put it, right? Whether or not he supported it, wanted it, liked it, it's hard to know um, because he has a whole history and a whole context that he would share. And whenever there's couples involved, yeah. Couples do not see each other clearly at all. Yeah. Right? But the impact for you was it felt like he wasn't supporting you. It felt like he wasn't liking who you were becoming. You didn't feel like this new version of yourself was being accepted by him. Is that true? Yeah, no, no, and he said it. Like we went through therapy. It's like I just don't like it. You know, I don't like anything. Um and he tried to support me, but I wasn't making enough money for him. And I'm Yeah, like, that makes sense. Okay, I got it. Okay, so you literally said that. Okay, got it. Okay. So so here's the thing, okay? And this is a different version of what I was just actually speaking about, right? The more you become yourself, the more that you individuate, the more that you step into what you want, whether that's growing a business or you know, making more money or whatever it is, right? 
like empowerment agency, whatever, whatever word you want to use to describe that process, self-development, growth, expression, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, you will go through periods of time where there feels like there's less people in your life or there's more alone time because you're breaking patterns and you're breaking agreements that you've had either consciously or unconsciously with the people in your life. And they can sometimes and sometimes not be able to evolve with you. Right? That does not mean they'll always agree, by the way. A strong partner won't always agree with you. A strong partner can say things like, I don't like this, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stop either. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there's a lot in what you're saying that's hard to navigate between the two of you, right? Yeah. But it sounds like the experience, I want to focus on your experience. Your experience is as you step into financial empowerment in your business, you are experiencing aloneness. Yes. In relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. How does that feel for you? I just want to see if that's accurate. I. It's funny because as I was becoming more empowered and getting that, like I felt empowered in me, in my capability right. and everything. But I was relationally. Saying. But relationship, it was like alone. And right. I was. So notice that. Let's, let's pause right there. Pause right there. The more empowered I become, the more alone I am. That's what it boils down to. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. Why? You, it's like a smile. What, 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 what's that smile about? Because I, that's true. Well, it's been true. And, and, and I net it and I didn't re- realize that. That's why I'm slowing. That's why I want to go a little slower and highlight it, right? Now, that is tr- that has been true, but that does not have to be true in terms of the future. Okay. Because when you change directions and you become more empowered and more expressed, you're changing the rules on people in your life and they are allowed to change their mind about being with you or not. That's okay. That's adult decisions to make, right? It's painful. It's emotional. It's meaningful. It's 12 years of your life. Like there's so much there and like you're stepping in this new version. Guess what? There are going to be people who like this new version and you will actually be able to recruit different types of relationships for this new version. But if you think that the more empowered you become, the more alone you become relationally, and that belief starts to drive your thinking, you will, you're on like a collision course to collapse again. Because the nervous system is not designed for isolation. The worst thing you can do to a human being is put them in solitary confinement. It rings bells so much because now that you said that, it just rings so many bells. Even when I was in my career when I was happy and successful I felt alone and yeah. I, you know like I felt like nobody wanted to be like all the girls were like happy hour and I was like right. you know and I'm like okay I just stay here working because you know they probably just don't like me <laughs> and I always totally. felt that way um and I always felt like, came back to like immersing my job like hours and yeah. hours um, well you came here so you're an you immigrated to a foreign country, not knowing the language. That is a big deal. Let's be clear. Huge deal. Okay. Lots of courage. And then you put yourself on this course of success where relying on other people was not your primary modality of, of success, right? It was, I got this, which by the way, you are so competent and so successful. The next level though is learning how to be successful in connection to and having both. 
Yeah, and that's going to be scary because it'll, it'll feel like you're slowing down a little bit. So this is where like my question, my main question was going to be because obviously I stopped taking clients because all I did was cry and I went through like a very hard transition period. <laughs> yeah, I was taking clients and I'm like, oh my God, I can't anymore. And it was so hard. So I did all the spirituality this past year. So, you know, it's going to take me a year. And it was December 2020 to December 2021 that I took no clients. Um, all I did was working on myself and trying to get better. I moved to New York City. I enrolled in all the things that I said I was going to do. I wanted to do my statistician license. I started Chinese medicine school. Nice. Um, but every time that a new job or something wanted to come up, I will reject. Like I have all these great opportunities and on the table. And till today, I don't know, feel frozen that I don't reply to emails. I just get like that. Like, yeah. I don't know why I'm like, I don't know. And yeah. I'm doing all these great things, but nothing happens. And now here I am. I can even pay my rent. Just one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it it's, it's, first of all, what you're describing is hard. And I can see the emotion coming up. And it's really beautiful that's coming up here. And this is a safe place for it to come up. It's a vulnerable thing that you're doing to share this with me and with everybody else. So thank you for that. And also your vulnerability in that way is your strength. So I want to make sure that that's also said because you're not alone in this at all. And it sounds like what you're doing is slowing down, which is important, and thinking that you want to move forward in a way that doesn't end up alone again. So that's my guess. And it seems like parts of you think if I start to do this again, I'm just going to end up alone again. And I don't want that because that's like the worst thing for people to feel is alone, like alone, abandoned, all that stuff. Right. So is there an opportunity for you to consider, which you haven't figured this out yet, but would you be open to finding out how to move forward, be successful, but not be alone in that success? That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. So that would be the question that I would, ask you to really consider over the next you know, five days that we're doing this because this process builds on itself. Okay. But what we've done is we've accurately identified your problem, which is you don't know how to be successful and connected. You know how to be successful and alone. Yeah. And I think that's subconsciously, that's why when I was like with that smile that you told me, it's like, maybe this is why every time that I have an opportunity, I just procrastinate or don't do anything. Or here I am, I'm paying all these courses and I don't do nothing because I think subconsciously I'm just scared of doing Well, it's not that. that you're doing nothing. You're actively protecting yourself from being abandoned. That's what you're, that is what you're doing. That's not nothing, by the way. Can you see that? Yeah. So like that is a good thing. We don't want to be abandoned. And there's a way to do it where you're not. But you're not doing nothing. You're just not doing what you want to be doing. But that's only for a part of you. Another part of you doesn't want to be alone and abandoned again because that was really painful. Does that make sense? Yes. Right? So tomorrow we'll talk about root causes. And I would suggest that you continue to show up and do this work because like this process builds on itself. But you've accurately identified your problem, which is like a big deal. Okay? And this process will build upon itself. Okay. So for today, and also because you've gone so fast, my recommendation for the next, this next five days with us is to give yourself permission to go slower and to learn that you can, and to not learn, to be open to learning how you can be supported even more abundantly 
by going slower. Yeah, that's also one of my things that I just yeah. I have like issues, big ideas, and I go for force, and then I get overwhelmed. Like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I don't so, know how to simplify. Right there, we go. So that can be like your question that you can start to ask yourself over the next few days. Okay, is how can I be successful and feel connected, and how can I be more abundant by going slower? And those are not answers you're going to come to right now, but if you're open over the next few days, I think you may find some of those answers. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're doing such a great job. You have overcome insurmountable odds to be here. It's amazing, your story. And I'm just so grateful that you're here and that you've shared and that you're going to continue to show up. It's just like an amazing honor that you're here. Thank you so much. It's so beautiful. It's here for y'all. So good. So beautiful. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.